This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's start with the good. Dak Prescott has made a ton of mistakes over the last seven games. I think seven straight games with at least one interception. They get 11 in that period. Uh, something about the game or the game plan or maybe the opponent last night snapped him back into the Dak we need to see, that Dallas needs to see if they are going to win a Super Bowl, and I think they're good enough to do that. Uh, what did you see from Dak? Well, just what you said, but at the same time, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has proven to be not great. You know, they're serviceable, but not great. And so, you know, those that playing playing Tampa Bay at this particular time was good medicine, you know, for Dak. And right. We'll see where it goes from here, but uh, he has been um, uncharacteristically up and down, and, you know, you just never know what's going on behind the scenes and in the building and, uh, you know, internal pressures and all those kinds of things. I've I've lived it up close and personal, and uh, there's a lot of competing elements yeah. that go on with a quarterback performance, and uh, it's curious to watch. I know... One week ago, we saw the Cowboys. You know, I mean, it was an incredibly bad performance. <laughs> you just like, where does that come from? Right. But I've been I've been in it long enough to be on the sidelines and watch it unfold. And you know, I was the guy coaching them, going, "Where did that come from?" So <laughs> it's just football, man. All right, Tom Brady. I know it's it's easy to say this, but he looked forty five years old last night and there's a very short list of 45 year old quarterbacks that play well um is it just that they could not block it could not keep him upright or were there other things going on well i mean tampa bay is not a very good football team they're just not right they got they got all kinds of issues and it wouldn't really matter uh i mean it would matter a little bit if your quarterback was extremely mobile but the offensive line is just not very good. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, they can't run the football. Well, guess what? So you've got a front four that's lined up in a motorcycle stance every snap. They're not worried about the run. And so the offensive line that's a problem anyway now becomes a real problem because there's no threat of the run, very little play action. It's one-dimensional. I think what he, he threw the ball 66 times yeah. last night. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not a – you can win a game doing that, but not very often. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see – I mean, you know and I know, for instance, take Tom Brady and put him with the Dolphins. Right. And, uh, you know, I think he's <laughs> – I think they'd be a threat to go do a lot of damage in the playoffs. I mean, that that's kind of what you have to – got to discuss it in those terms, I think. I don't. This is sort of going to get me off track, but I'll go back. Is Tom Brady a better quarterback, better option right now than Tua Tagovailoa? If I were in the front office uh, and, and I could make the money work, knowing that I'd be in, introducing a lot of drama, yeah, into the building and into the football team, um, I take a long, hard look at bringing Brady in because, you know. When those kids start getting banged around, particularly with the concussion thing, right? I mean, you just you're one hit away 
again, from your entire team season, everybody's career is taking a different tra- trajectory because you don't have a quarterback. And, again, all the way back to Bill Walsh, you better have a quarterback or a plan to get one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, I don't know how you bring Brady in and tell Tua he's still the starter or have a competition. I don't know how that works, but I just know it's a blood sport. Yeah. And, you know, if you go get, well, we've got our quarterback, and Tua goes in one more concussion, it could be a career ender, and it's certainly going to be a month or two before he comes back in anyway. It's just a, it's just a mess, you know. And I, I don't have any answers to it. I really don't. But Tom Brady can still play winning high, high, high-level football, in my opinion. At his age, can he repeat it? Can he do it week in and week out? Yes, with, on a good football team, he can. For the same reason that Peyton Manning went and won a Super Bowl and couldn't throw a ball any further than <laughs> I could spit. And, and that's the truth. That the last true. year that Peyton Manning played, we, I was at San Francisco, and we went to Denver that year in the preseason and spent a week scrimmaging Denver. You know how you do that thing yeah. and, and all that stuff. And we walked out there against Denver in practice, and uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, it. We were doing a seven-on-seven drill, and Denver had the ball first. So I'm just standing there, you know, while I'm waiting. You know, I'm coaching the quarterbacks with San Francisco. I'm standing there waiting for our turn to go. The first pass of that pass skill, Peyton Manning threw, Peyton Manning threw a football that bounced five times before it went 15 yards, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, what did I just see? Well, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he, and he bounced passes all season long. But and Tom Brady's way, 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 way better than that right now. So yeah, I think you know Tom Brady is still a relevant discussion. Steve Logan is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. A lot of people don't remember that uh, Manning was essentially benched, for lack of a better term. I mean, they the, it, he was injured a lot. He still had dealing with his neck injury, uh, but he was injured a lot that year. And Brock Osweiler. Uh, played a bunch of those games in the middle of the season, and then they brought Manning back toward the end and realized if we just hand it off and we let Von Miller and the defense do a lot of the heavy lifting, we might be able to win one, and they did. All right, let me ask you about I'm, – I'm going to make this prediction. I think that your favorite quarterback in the NFL is Joe Burrow. I might be wrong about that, but there's something about Joe Burrow that when I watch him, I think of you. Tell me what you think of Joe Burrow. Well, he's that Joe Montana, you know, need a play? Okay, I'll go make a play. You know, he's that Tom Brady back in the day. And uh, and you you got to constantly remind yourself and everybody else of this. He's on a good football team. It's a, it's a good football team. So, you know, he they need a play? Yeah, he can go make a play. He's got the it factor that everybody searches for. And nobody can coach it, but you can sign it, you can recruit it, and you can write it when you recognize it. And that's what they've got right now in Joe Burrow. And I'm telling you right now, he'd be hard to beat. There's some great quarterbacks in the league, in the AFC. The three three best in the AFC, 
might be the best that we have anywhere uh, with Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen, and they're very, very different players. I know you used to tell us all the time that you can accuracy is the one thing that you really can't improve. You can improve it to a certain extent, but you can't really go from inaccurate to accurate. What has Josh Allen done? You know what? He And I'm glad you brought that up because the moment you made that statement, which I've made a million times, Josh Allen is an absolute outlier relative to what you just said and what I do believe still to this day. You know, that kid was a 50% thrower at Wyoming. And I watched some of his tape back in the day and, you know, I, I watched him get drafted first. I mean, I watched the whole thing. And I'm just telling you, what he has done is absolutely outside of all of the numbers and all of the analytics and all of the quarterback coaches, including me. I would never have drafted that young man. Never. And, you know, he has absolutely done what we're talking about. He comes to the NFL. He's completing, I don't know, 60-whatever percent of his passes. He's accurate. He's a big-game player, you know, big-game player. And he is the quintessential Buffalo quarterback. He's big. He's strong. He can play in bad weather. All the things that, you know, you got to have if you're going to coach in Buffalo, he's that guy. Yeah, but, he... uh, and good, good for them because, I mean, I don't 100% missed on him. Yeah, he's um, – but my only fear about him is that – and this this might be because they're so talented. Uh, they They have been playing a lot of games this year like they know they can't lose – and that's a surefire way to get yourself beat. Uh, and that is going to be a great game. Cincinnati at Buffalo coming up. Uh, I believe that's the was that the that's the first game on Sunday, the three o'clock Sunday game. Uh, that is absolutely appointment viewing. All right, I want to ask. There's really two things. We don't we don't have a lot of time left. We'll see how much we can get to. Brock Purdy was the last player selected in the draft. The last Mister Irrelevant is the fact that and, and he's a rookie. Is the fact that Brock Purdy lasted until the seventh round, what does that tell us about how we scout, how the NFL scouts quarterbacks? If we have guys taken way early in the draft, stink, and Brock Purdy drafted last, looks great. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, I t- there's a couple of things. And again, Brock Purdy's playing on a really good football team. Right. All right, so he's got great support around him. But I'll tell you, when I went uh, into the uh, NFL Europe, right, and uh, I was asked by uh, a general manager whose name you, you would know, I'm not going to repeat it, but okay. I was asked by him, he said, Steve, how do you evaluate quarterbacks? Because they were considering sending one of their quarterbacks to me as a, you know, I was going to help develop the young man. And I said to the general manager, I said, the way that I, de- that the way that I evaluate a quarterback is simply this. I watch the film and do 
the plays work. <laughs> Do the plays work? And if the plays work, I get interested in the kid. If the plays don't work, I really don't care about his hand size, his 40-yard dash, all of that monkey business that we crunch and research and, and beat to death. The plays don't work. Okay? I, and I, I really held to that mantra, if the plays work, I'll work with that kid. And I really felt confident enough that I had a good quarterback-friendly system where a young man could flourish. But if the plays don't work, when I'm evaluating a high school quarterback, I'm evaluating a college quarterback, okay? For instance, uh, who was the real tall quarterback at Memphis? That oh, uh, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch, okay? Yeah. I, was, I was evaluating film, San Francisco 49ers. And he was a big deal, and he's six foot seven, and he can throw a BB through a, a, a keyhole and all this other monkey business that the scouts come in and tell you. And they came to me, and I said, I don't want any part of that guy. And I, I understand he's got all the metrics. Well, what's wrong with him? And this was my answer. The plays don't work. <laughs> and I had broken him down, and at the time at Memphis, he was throwing 60% of the passes he threw were bubble screens. Well, those plays worked okay. Anytime he was required to put the football down the football field, right. a la NFL, it was a hit-or-miss opportunity every single snap. The plays didn't work. And, you know, everybody in the room, look, oh, there's crazy Logan. What kind <laughs> of an evaluation is that? The plays don't work. Well, the plays don't work. And the plays didn't work in the NFL. I was more right than wrong on that one. And... You know, that's my answer. Steve Logan is one and one. Correct on Paxton Lynch, incorrect on Josh Allen. A lot of people were incorrect which, which, on Josh Allen. Which, which puts me right there with everybody else. So don't make fun of the way I evaluate. No no question. All right, final thing. I'm going to try to do this in 60 seconds if you can. Uh, if not, I'll live with it. Um, and this this begs a much longer conversation. How hard is the transition as a quarterback, no matter where you're drafted, drafted first overall, second overall, uh, 247th overall, how hard is the transition from college to the NFL? What are the biggest challenges other than the speed of the game? Um, I think the biggest challenge for a young man, step one, is you have to be intimately, an intimate understanding of pass protections. And at the collegiate level, that is not part of the problem. Uh, college football is a relatively simple uh, blitz pickup, blitz idea relative to what the NFL can present to a young man. And if you don't understand how to swing your protections back and forth and when to do it and why to do it, you're going to get injured badly, really hurt, bad, physically hurt. Right. And if you don't start there, you'll never finish anywhere, and that's just that's where I start with a young quarterback is pass protections when it comes to the NFL. All right, we have to have a longer conversation about that. Colleges are not supposed to be training NFL quarterbacks. They're supposed to be and they're winning. Not. They're, right, and they're not. And they're, 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 they're only supposed to be winning games. Uh, and right. it's up to the NFL to recognize this. Brock Purdy, I mean, I wonder if he's breaking the whole system by being, uh, by being as good as he appears. And, yes, he is on a good team. Steve Logan, uh, I appreciate you always. 
Uh, enjoy grandkids and fishing, and I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you, man. You got it. Steve Logan. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. 